You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. I hope you guys are having a really, really good day. I am having a a great day. And I, I feel like I repeat myself a lot where I say I'm beautifully challenged or I'm having an expansive day, all of the things. But it really is just that kind of time in my life. And here's here's the thing. We all have different belief systems and we all have different values and things that shape us. One of the things that really shapes me, my beliefs, my values is I deeply and very strongly believe in God and have a very deeply personal relationship with God. And when I was very involved in organized religion, I was a part of ministries where prophecy and prophetic words were a huge part of the ministry. And I'm so thankful because I I can look back and think about how many prophetic words were spoken over me that I am seeing them come into fruition, but I also have them as an anchor to understand certain things, why they happen. So for example, Like after I had all this travel in December to Mexico, January, Mexico, I was like, I'm just going to sit still for a second because I don't need to go anywhere anytime soon. Well, guess what? I'll pop up and go to Chicago next week for something. I'm going to be going to Dubai. And so just as quickly as in my mind, I settle myself. I can remember one of those prophetic words saying, you will never know stability. God says that you are one that has to be flexible to move when he says move and to go whenever he says go. So don't really get too attached to one way of doing or being. I'm sure I'm paraphrasing some of it. And at the time I thought, no, no, this ain't God. This is the other guy. Why, why would God say something like that to somebody? And so I would always be saying to God, like, God, I just, I just really want to be normal and and I've come to understand that this is normal, but it's normal for me. This is my normal. So it, it would look to people like I'm all over the place and unstable, but I'm inwardly stable and more solid than a whole lot of people. But understanding that that's, that's just my lot in life. That's just the call upon my life. Those are the things that give me peace when things feel a little bit unsettled because my life, a lot of times, as inwardly solid and settled as I feel, a lot of times there's it just feels like things are always moving and changing around me. And I know for a lot of people who need to control things or need things to be structured or a certain way, you 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 would you couldn't live this life. And so that's why it's so important not to really look at other people and desire what it is that they have because you really don't know what's required of them 
to have what it is that they have or to do what it is that they do. And I understand that there's a grace on my life that makes it look really easy to do what I do because I've been gifted to do what I do. And that's why it's also important to stay in your lane because in your lane, there's grace. If I try to move over into your lane, I'm going to struggle. You trying to come into my lane, you're going to struggle because you're not graced to do what I do and vice versa. And that's why it's so important to really be deeply connected to yourself, your higher self, source, God. You know, I'm not going down that rabbit hole with y'all. So that's one thing. I really feel like I'm walking on a tightrope right now. I was telling my friend that yesterday. I said, I feel like I'm out here on a tightrope. Now, imagine me. I'm six feet tall. I wear a size 13 shoe. I'm proud to say that now. I used to be so ashamed of that. A 13W at that. So a size 13 shoe, my big ass on a tightrope. Imagine what that looks like. And I feel like with just the way my life is right now, I feel like I'm on a tightrope and I'm like, God, all I got is you. And I know I know you got me because scripture says that I'm inscribed in the palm of your hand. So I know that you got me. So when y'all hear me saying things like I live this for real. And also when I share things with you all, I feel like either I'm in it currently or it's not even the next week where I'm being challenged on the very thing that I said. Because there is a higher standard for me to be in integrity with the words that I speak. Like, I feel like my life and my words, they're one and the same. I don't get the privilege of living outside of what it is that I'm saying. So there's that. Here's the other thing with the business. My business is in such creative disruption right now. I feel like, (laughs) I'm like, I don't even recognize it. So. I trained uh, two business coaches and that was fine. And then I ran an ad for more business coaches. There were 30 applications. That's that's all you can get on LinkedIn before they make you pay for them. So I was like, let's just sift through these 30. So got through the 30. And my assistant sent out things like, we'd like to know more. And so then people sent out these questionnaires. We kind of sorted it into stand out, not so much. So she said, how do you want to proceed? And I said, Let's invite the people, 13 people sent the questionnaire back, by the way. I said, let's invite those people to a Zoom call. She says, together? I said, yeah, together. And then I'm thinking to myself, what are you going to do on a Zoom call with them? I don't know. Here's the thing. You don't have to know everything before you take a step. It's like a puzzle piece. I have a piece of the puzzle. I felt like, let's just have them all on a group Zoom call. Do I know what I'm going to do? No, but I'll know by the time I get on the Zoom call. So out of those 13, five of those responded and said they could make the Zoom. Some people, Zoom, excuse me, some people didn't respond. And so I held that Zoom yesterday with uh, those people and my assistant. So now I'm like, okay, here's a virtual open house. And where I'm going with this is these people, they ran the gamut, white, black, uh, Hispanic men, women, they had so much incredible experience from being a CPA to mindset coaches to, you know, HR and strategy and technology. I was just absolutely blown away. But the willingness to do something and move into something before you know all the answers 
is huge. And I'm telling you this because some of you don't move forward into something until you can see how it's going to work out. And it's the polar opposite of the way things usually happen. Usually you are moving in a direction and then things start to unfold. Let's just think of it as the way I envision it is like a jigsaw puzzle. You see the picture, the completed picture of the puzzle on the box. When you dump the puzzle pieces, you know that you're creating something. But once you pick up a piece, you're sorting through all of these pieces to try and get the next piece. And you make progress a little bit at a time. Then before you know it, oh, okay, it's starting to take shape and it's starting to take form in something. You're just diligently putting the pieces together and you know, you're just allowing it to unfold. Some of us get so frustrated because it's not unfolding in its fullness before we've actually taken a step. And it's a huge mindset block and shift. But what it also is, is there's this fear of vulnerability, this fear of not knowing, this fear of not having it all together. I'm inviting you to lay that aside and to embrace the vulnerability of not knowing, of not having it all together, of not needing to have it all together or not needing to know everything. I did a podcast a few weeks back about perfectionism. I'm not even talking about perfectionism. I'm just talking about it is really okay not to know. It is really okay to have a vision, to move forward in the vision with the piece of the puzzle that you have and to move forward with curiosity and trust that the other pieces will be added to you as you need them. And that's all I got is trust. All I have is like, God, I told you to send me to the people who needed me, whether they are right here in Georgia, whether they are on the other side of the world, send me, I will go. That is what I said, how I get to the people, who the people are, what they look like, what their actual needs are. I don't have all of the answers. All I have is a willingness to move forward. And so, again, the other part of that is, let, let, me, just, let me just talk about this vulnerability for a second. Vulnerability is one of the most beautiful gifts that you can give yourself and other people. So going back to this this virtual open house that I had with these these coaches and consultants, I told them, here's what I envision. I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. I want to make some decisions and have these, these coaches in place by April. And kind of this is what I can see so far. That's all I know. And some people are not okay with that because it's almost like, would you go work in a startup or do you need something that's more established? There's no right or wrong, but I I was just being true, right? And the other part of that is being okay with that. People appreciate authenticity and vulnerability so that they can make clear decisions. And a lot of us don't want to allow people to see the vulnerability because of how we'll be perceived It's almost like this. You know how people don't like to let people know that they have needs because they don't want to seem needy. But 
articulating your needs or making requests based on your needs is, is the only way that you actually get the need met. So a lot of these ways of being that we have learned actually work against us. And what those people thought about me on that call is none of my business, okay? But let me tell y'all, um, one of the guys on the call, he was just he was just really a standout guy on the call. He sent a note to my assistant and he said, can you please pass this along to Dr. Letitia? He's like, my mind is spinning. He asked me on the call if I was open to ideas about, if, if I was open to being dripped on, I think he said, uh, with ideas about moving forward based on the vision that I that I laid out. And I said, you 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 can drip on me. Listen, y'all, y'all can rain on me, okay? Let it flood up in here. And I said, absolutely, because I understand that I don't have all the pieces and I don't know it all. So if you and your expertise and your wisdom and your life's experience have a piece of the puzzle that helps me move this forward, then by all means, share it. But this is where I was, the other place where I was going with that. When you speak from the heart, you will attract people with your heart. I am someone who believes one of my core values is that I add value to people before I ask them for anything. So I'm always looking at how can I add value to people? How can I add more value? How can I continue to add value? If this person never pays me, if they are in my midst, how can I add value to them before I'm asking for something? And he demonstrated the very thing that I live by, right? What if I just said I, I popped on the call as if I had it all together? I would have missed that. So when you are your authentic self, you will attract your people. This is a middle-aged white man. We would probably not have uh, met in any other area of life. Our paths would not have crossed. So I want to encourage you with the pieces that you have. I don't care how disjointed they are, how disjointed they seem. Listen, move forward with the pieces that you have. Embrace the frustration, embrace the uncertainty, embrace the self-doubt, embrace all of the things, but don't allow that to hinder you from moving forward because the people who need to have everything in place and have all of the I's dotted and all of the T's crossed are, are usually running in place. You know, and so execute imperfectly, move forward imperfectly and whatever it is that you have to do. But I've just been in this place of just looking at vulnerability and how it's, it really takes a lot of strength to be vulnerable. It really takes, let, y'all know I'm silly, let me digress. If this is you, uh, forgive me. But have you ever talked to someone and they had a hard time saying that real word, like vulnerable? Vulnerable. I'm such a word snob. And so I want the teacher in me always wants to be like vulnerable, not vulnerable. Anyway, so if you say vulnerable, it's actually vulnerable. But do you know how much beauty there is in vulnerability? So I've just been going deeper into vulnerability because that is where that's where the 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 real gems live is when you're vulnerable. Listen, when you are someone who does mindset, 
and inner healing work with others and as a way of life, this shit is messy and it gets messy and all of your things will surface. And sometimes in my life, it feels like they can surface at one time. And I was having a conversation with my spiritual mentor and she was like, hey, you know, you really need to pray about this. And I said, no, I'm not going to pray about that. I said, because my heart is not in a space to pray about that. And I don't want to pray from an impure place. So what I will pray is for my heart to be purified, for my motives to be purified, because the way that I feel right here, I feel like I'm right. And I just need to process my real emotions and my raw emotions to get to a different place. And she said, Basically, thanks for that. And she said, I will pray. And I said, thank you. The next day, I reached out to her and I said, thank you so much for your wisdom and your counsel. I prayed and I said, and now my heart feels clear. You know, my mind feels clear about this and now I can pray. And I know that there is no angst or, or nothing in my heart, no malice in my heart about what it is that I'm praying for. But some of us won't allow the truth to be the truth And if you understood or understand that all change starts with truth, you can understand that there is no truth that is so ugly that it can't be changed. But a lot of times we are trying to put perfume on shit, proverbially speaking, and not sometimes looking at the ugly truths. Like, I was talking to my guy, God, about this whole situation, even before I was talking to my mentor. And I was just like pointing my finger and I was just all on my whole soapbox, like, listen, let me tell you them. You know, I because one thing y'all don't understand is for God to move through you, you, you have to continually move you out of the way. And I'm a trip. I am a whole trip. Without God, I promise you, y'all wouldn't like me. Well, hell, y'all might not like me right now, but I don't, I don't really know that. But what I'm saying is there is a distinct difference and God's spirit that tempers mine and me in surrender to the leading of God and not just doing things that feel like they are just me. You know how people say the old me and the new me? No, it's just me. It's just a surrendered me and a me who chooses to allow to move by the dictates of my spirit as opposed to what it is that I feel. But anyway, I was talking to my guy, God, about this and that and that is this. And, and then when I settled my mind down, I said, that's not the way this works. And God just politely showed me myself because all your lessons are about you. As much as you want to point the finger and blame outside people and circumstances and everything else, they may be a factor. But the more you're willing to willing to look at you and take that feedback, whether it's coming from, from the Spirit of God or from someone that God sent, however you get it, that feedback, I promise you, I was like, ooh. It was just really bringing all of those things, all of it. I don't try to hide any of it from God, from people either, because if God sees all, what do I need to hide something from y'all for? And so we we like put ourselves in these boxes that are unnecessary. So how can vulnerability, how can you embrace vulnerability in a greater way? And to embrace vulnerability in your relationships, you want to embrace it first and it just admits certain things to yourself. Like I was reading a post and this relationship coach, she was saying how 
in her work with people, she could see how people dealt with jealousy. And she said, even though she could clearly see it, they wouldn't admit it. She said, because we have this desire to hold on so much to our images and to what we feel is our power that we won't even be vulnerable. And where you have a block, you know, where where something is hard or callous, it's very hard for anything to penetrate or to break, break through. So we will... We will be vulnerable enough to share the things that we don't perceive will do any damage to our reputation or our ego. But oftentimes those things that would make us look like a complete fool or a complete ass or make us look like someone who is outside of what we want people to believe or perceive, we're going to we either naively going to admit that to ourselves or we think that we're going to hide that from other people. And I want to help you free yourself from the presence of other people's opinion and the presence of your own protection because in in holding things in you are really you know just keeping certain things out vulnerability is such a beautiful beautiful thing you, you know I've struggled with this for a very very long time so I used to think that I was being vulnerable but vulnerable, vulnerable, because I could share something personal or deeply personal. But nope, it was it was still very calculated and I was only going to go so far, right? That was still even part of a strategy and a plan. And it's just like, all right, who are you really BSing here? And I'm telling you that 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 takes a lot of work to just really embrace vulnerability. And once you do, it's just it's just such a beautiful thing to allow your vulnerability to be there and your your authenticity. Does that mean that you got to shout out all your business to the world? It does not. But at least having a tender heart and being true to yourself is so 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 important. So, the other part of that, let me let me talk about conditions of the heart. And the other one is this, this ain't where I thought I was going here, but let me talk about this thing with selfishness. Selfishness is an, is an important trait because in many instances, it's tied to our survival. So certain things that we do to prioritize ourselves, a lot of times it's, it can be seen by other people as selfishness. But that's not what I'm talking about. Making yourself a priority is not selfish. The Bible says to love others as you love yourself. So give to yourself as much as you possibly can. But the kind of selfishness that I'm talking about is the kind that needs to advance at somebody else's expense. Whenever you are so selfish and so self-absorbed and so self-focused that everything that you do is a disruption to someone else or you can only consider yourself and not how you affect or impact other people. It, it is often tied to survival. But when you are 45, 50, the things that were necessary for you to survive in your childhood, they are pretty much not the same. But if you're still operating from the same information, then I can guarantee you that you are messing up relationships left and right. Because selfish people are like me and mine. And what I've learned being an only child, now listen, my mom made my world all about me, okay? So I was the epitome of selfishness. I can still do selfish real well, but I know how to include other people. But I was the epitome of selfishness. But 
One of the things that I realized is that I am very generous and willing and have an open heart to share things with people, to advance people. And I'm always, the moment I get some information, I can't wait to share it with somebody. What if they go and go further with the information than I did, than it was meant for them to do so? What if they go further faster? I don't really care about that. So the moment I have access to information, resources, I don't even care if I pay for it. If you are within earshot, guess what? I'm going to share it with you because I understand that there's more than enough for everyone. You don't have to hoard information and resources and connections and all of that. If you really want to know what it is that you believe, look at what you're willing to release. Look at what you're willing to release and let go of. I trust that there is always more. I trust that when I release this, I'm not running out. I'm not running out of anything that I let go of. And so I can release it in full faith that I will get more than what it is that I actually got back. Have you ever sown a seed of anything and got back the exact amount that you've sown? No. That you sowed? No, because that's not how seeds work. So I want to encourage you to be vulnerable and look at what's actually in your heart. But if you find selfishness in your heart, then you you are probably operating from a very old conditioning system, which is tied to survival. And I can just about guarantee you that you are hindering your own growth. And so you are frustrated, banging your head against the wall, proverbially speaking, wondering why things are moving forward. And I guarantee you that if you consider other people, consider how you can help other people, how you can help somebody get to where you are right now, you will see things start to move forward for you, right? You know, I can't remember the name of that principle. It starts with a P that two exact things can't operate in the same place. Look, I don't mind bringing somebody to where I am because I know that if I bring you here, I can't stay here. If I bring you here, I'm going to a different place. So I don't mind. So if we start operating by principles, if we start operating by principles and not just the prisons that we've created for ourselves, we would be so much better. We would get so much farther, so much faster and we will be so much more fulfilled. There is no greater feeling for me than when I can empower someone else to do something that they want to do. Because I have a resource, a connection, a thought process, a strategy when I can empower them. And I do it for a living and people pay me for it. And sometimes people don't pay me for it because they're going to get it just by being in close proximity. Do you understand? But I don't say, oh, let me hold all of this to myself. Because if you're not paying me, I'm not giving. No, that's not the case. What I will say is if somebody needs something extensive from me, that it's not fair to me that we we don't have a coach-coachy relationship because you're only going to get little disjointed pieces as I can give them to you, that's different. But think about the condition of your heart. And I'm specifically talking about the selfishness that's there not the selfishness that makes you a priority, but the selfishness that is tied to scarcity. If you really start to release the thing that you are most afraid to release, you are disproving the scarcity concept. 
because you never think your way into a new way of being, but you will always act your way into a new way of thinking, right? I've been releasing money left and right, left like large chunks of money. And my subconscious mind is like, girl, you got to be out your damn mind. But no, no, no. I send the memo to myself that growth is a priority. And so I'm going to invest in the thing that is the most important thing to me right now. And I'm not going to allow scarcity thoughts because they don't magically go away. They don't magically go away if that's what you've come from. But I'm going to constantly disprove that by my investment. So whether it's your time, your energy, your attention, your money, love, anything, you're holding on to it, what use is it to you? Because this is all you're going to have. But when you release it and put it out into the world and help other people and sow seeds, it's so much more fulfilling and rewarding and you are never left out of the equation. So just some thoughts about vulnerability and uh, selfishness and growth and all of the things all wrapped in one. Hope there's a nugget or three that landed with you that you can take action on. But in the meantime, share the podcast with someone who needs to hear it. I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful rest of the day.